It's the commute home with Nick and Derek. From Chicago's northwest suburbs, our hosts chat about, well, you know, whatever two middle-aged men like to talk about. The workday is done. Time to grit your teeth, get through the traffic, and make the commute home. Hey, this is Derek. Good afternoon, Derek. How are you today, sir? This is good buddy Nick coming to you live from the (laughs) Interstate 88 traffic jam. Well, I must tell you, good friend Nick, I am excited because do you know what today is? Uh, Tuesday. And? July 17th. And? Five days before Shark Week starts. I don't want to talk about your personal life, man. Shark Week is awesome. I don't know what today is. What is today? Today's the anniversary of when Disneyland opened, 1955. I did not know that. Now you do. So why are you excited? Because <laughs> <laughs> today is our 10th podcast. Holy shit! We made it to 10. We made it to 10. And coincidentally, it is the MCU's 10-year anniversary this year. So 10 and 10? Coincidence? I think not. The Illuminati. That's right. (laughs) That's excellent. So we're going to talk about the MCU today? Yes, we are. Today is going to be our massive and vast Marvel movie podcast. Oh, that's been chilled down my spine. You like that? MMP, massive Marvel podcast. I said Comcast podcast. (laughs) (laughs) good grace yes let's not talk about comcast let's talk about the podcast yes Uh, let's do that massive marvel yes all right so let's get things started uh ant-man and the wasp Uh, you saw it a little over a week ago i saw it last night with your kids it's been out in theaters for two weeks it's dropped down to number two but theater goers are still swarming to see ant-man and the wasp Swarming. Swarming. I wrote that just for but you. But I'm being. But I'm being. But I'm bum. Swarming. Yes. What did you think of the Ant-Man and the Wasp there, Derek? Well, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good really good movie. So now let's go and let's just spoil the heck out of it. Yes, spoilers. It's been out for two weeks. Your safety's gone. We're going to spoil it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by now. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, it's it's in the notes. That's what we're talking about. So, okay, what'd you think? Give me your thoughts. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, like I told you last week, you know, prior to you know any spoiler conversation, I thought it was on par with the first one. There was a lot of parts of it that I really liked. I think Michael Pena, who plays um, Louise, I think that dude steals every scene that he's in. I, me personally, I know that the, the mid credit scenes on the interwebs are getting uh, some backlash because I guess they weren't, you know, people didn't think they had enough substance. But um, I think the fact that he got stuck in the quantum realm because of uh, everybody else disappearing, I loved it. It made complete sense as to why he wasn't around and what happened. So it just, it, it bridges the gap because now you're like, how does he come back? How did they get him back? Maybe it's the ant that was playing the drums at the end of the thing. So uh, I I thoroughly just enjoyed it because 
Black Panther was heavy to me. Infinity War was extremely heavy. And this was just cool Marvel fun again. And I think it's important to have those movies uh, tossed in there as well. Absolutely. I, you definitely need, need the balance out there. Uh, what are people complaining about on the internet about not enough substance there? They can't figure out what, what happened? Um, I just think that, like, uh, like one person I read said that it was cheap. Another person said, I stuck around to watch that. Um, you know, so I, I just think that people got so spoiled in the early on Marvel movies with those mid-credit scenes and end-credit scenes where it's like, it sets you up for the next movie automatically. And I think this one, like, this was almost like shawarma-esque to me with the ant playing the drums and the TV has like the bars and everything on it. So, but I thought it was funny. I thought it was neat. And, uh, I really enjoyed, like I said, I enjoyed the fact that he got stuck in the quantum realm again. And I think some people maybe thought that that was kind of a cop out. What did you think of him? Uh, the post credit. Yeah. Oh, I, I loved it. Didn't see it coming. I, I, I think I should have seen it coming, but, but I didn't. Uh, and I was like, Oh, this is good. This is so good. First thing that came to my mind is, I wonder if he's if he's going to do the same thing he did in the first movie, which is grab one of those discs and shove it in his belt. Mm. Could be, could be. But yeah, um, no, I, I really, you know, it seems like from the snap, I feel like we've lost more than fifty percent of the heroes. So I wonder what kind of people kind of are on the other side of the fifty percent that stayed. Are those a bunch of villains, or those regular people, or just you know guys in their basement blogging about how they didn't like the movie, or what? Mm. Um, I venture to say they're Trump supporters. <laughs> We're not going to go there. Not today. <laughs> not today. Uh, no, I. He's been all question. over the news the last forty-eight hours or last week, actually. So I don't want to go there. All right. Uh, no, that's a good question because, um, yeah, it it seems like uh, more than like to your point, more than fifty percent of the heroes disappeared. So, um, yeah. I, I'm really interested to see uh, at this point how they do the Avengers four. Like I can't, I can't wait to see that movie. Absolutely. You know, I, I will say something about people online. I've been reading about people's recaps of how uh, Ant Man and the Wasp are doing in the box office, and I totally disagree with what they're saying online. So many people are calling it a failure. Yeah, I disagree with that. I mean. Do they give reasoning and why they believe it's a failure? Just box office wise, because it doesn't equal up to you know the last what three or four Marvel movies. They're comparing it to all the first sequels from the Marvel franchise, and I just don't think that's a fair comparison. I'm comparing it to the first Ant Man movie. Yeah, I mean, if you look back at the sequels, I don't know. I don't want to take away from our conversation later on, but it's. To me, it's a solid sequel. I thought it was a good continuation of the story. It had heart. It had comedy. Uh, returning characters, the bad guy. I, I got to ask you, what did you think of the ghost? I, you know, I'll be honest with you. Going into the movie, I, I had, I was thinking pretty lowly of the ghost. Um, mm -hmm. Just seeing uh, her in the previews, it was a, it was a villain I didn't know, and. Uh, I guess the way that she was dressed, I was expecting kind of that classic movie thing where you're going to have to watch three quarters of the movie to find out, you know, the unmasking of the villain. And the yeah. and I was wrong. And I loved yeah. how they handled her, and I thought she's a great character. And I'd love to see her in more movies. I agree. 
I, I, I agree. I think that the story, the reasoning, all of that stuff, uh, I just think, I, you know, I had said it last week when we talked. I thought it was just really well done character, and I'm, I'm glad. And to your point, I'm glad we found out who she was early on and then, like, all of a sudden, you know, you're cheering against this person, and then at the very end of the movie, they try to make you feel sorry for them. So I'm I'm glad you knew throughout the movie what was going on and what the the drive and everything was. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to the numbers, uh, after ten days, uh, Ant Man Lawas has made 133 million dollars. The first movie at this point made 106 million uh, in the U.S. So this one's out ahead about 25 percent, 25 30 percent. Uh, altogether, the first movie made 180 million in the U.S., uh, but worldwide it did 519. Uh, made, mm. bi- made big worldwide money on a 130 million dollar budget. Uh, this one has not opened in China yet, but it's tracking really well overseas so far. So we don't know how much money this, how much uh, money this movie is really going to make, but so far it's it's looking pretty good. So again, I don't understand why people think this is a failure, and it's I thought it was a really good film. Yeah. I, I, I am with you. I totally love it. Um, I I dislike where we are where uh, in the movies where it's like if it doesn't make $200 million by the second weekend, it's a failure. Um, yeah. but, but Marvel kind of did it to themselves because they make good-ass movies. Mm-hmm. At the same time, what, this is the 20th movie in a row, I think they said, that opened at number one? It's some insane number. That makes sense, man. That makes sense. All right, so going through some stuff. Things I liked about the movie. I love that we had multiple storylines going on at once. I thought that really kept things fast-paced and busy, and there was a lot going on. It seemed like there was a lot packed into this film. Yeah, I love the multiple storylines. Very good part of the movie. Uh, Ant-Man's new suit. I like the old suit because it looked like something from the 70s. This one I thought was very on par for a superhero suit, and I thought that looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and the wasp suit was pretty cool as well. And the wasp was a killer in this movie, in my opinion. I, I got to say, I you know, people are already talking about Ant Man three. I think I want a wasp movie before I want an Ant Man three. I think I want a wasp movie more than I want a Black Widow movie. So okay, I can. What would your premise be? I haven't thought that far ahead. Well, I, I, okay. I jumped the I jumped the gun actually in my premise. Um, I, I I want the the all female Avengers movie. I want the A Force movie. Ah, I, I would I want be the, down for that. I want the A Force with Black Widow, the Wasp, Captain Marvel. They they've been talking about adding Miss Marvel, so put her in there. Put put Ghost that, in there. Put Shuri in get, there. I want to see Valkyrie in there. Oh, oh, I forgot about her. Perfect. Yeah. And then yeah. bring in uh, Jen Walters to play the She-Hulk, or to become the She-Hulk. Nice, man. Yeah, that dude, would that make would money. Badass. Yeah, I'm, dude. I'm with the. I'm with you there. And that would give them, you know, ample opportunity to kind of leapfrog DC and and do the first huge woman superhero movie. And I think they could pull it off, man. I mean, with that stable and already, you know, existing characters in the MCU, I think I think you could pull it off very well. Yeah, I think so. So I was thinking possible villains to go up against. 
uh, option number one, we could do like an Asgardian uh, movie where they have to go up against uh, Hela. They introduce the Enchantress, and she was a big villain in the comics, and then bring back Lady Sif as a villain. Ooh, Hell Hath No Fury, like a woman scorned. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's the tagline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of the Enchantress as well, man, because, they, you know, they haven't really, they haven't tackled that at all yet. No. So, um, yeah, that would be, that would be really good. Dude, I'd be all in for that movie. I'd love to see that movie because I think it would be very interesting. And even if you didn't include all of those characters, Oh, I just had an idea. Hmm. What if what if Hawkeye's wife turns into She-Hulk for the MCU movie? Oh, I'd be down with that. She kind of reminds me of a Jen Walters as well. So maybe it's not necessarily Jen Walters or whatever the name is, or maybe her name is Jen, and then you find out that her maiden name was Walters or whatever, and uh, that's somehow she becomes uh, She-Hawk. I think that'd be cool. And also it would use somebody already existing in the universe. That would be cool. Do, do you know the Jen Walters storyline? I do not. She's the Hulk's cousin and she's a lawyer. She's uh, Bruce Banner's okay. cousin, I should, I should say. Okay. So like in the comic books, like there's times where she's still trying to be a lawyer and in her form, she doesn't change back and forth. She's always big and green. So she's like the like this you know humongous you know literally Amazonian woman um, in like a like a business suit uh, going to court and stuff. It was it was pretty cool. And then when things went down, she was right there in the fight, and she loved the fight. Interesting. And in the comic Ooh. books, uh, before she became the She Hulk, she was kind of like the modern day version of a, of like a crossfit crossfit person, you know, big into training and all that. So. Yeah, I think she's a cool character. I'd love to see her bring, in to, bring her into the MCU. Yeah, that would be neat. I'd like to see that as well. Definitely like to see more Shuri and uh, Valkyrie and, uh, you know, the Black Widow thing. I'm not, I'm not really sure. The character just doesn't interest me that much. Um, but I, I could be wrong. I mean, if anybody can make me change my mind about it, it would be, you know, those folks over there at Marvel. Especially the MCU, they they brought yeah. in so many characters that in the comic books I I couldn't care for, but I love them in the movies. Yeah. So good deal. Well, uh, anything else that you really liked about the movie? I uh, I got a I got a whole list to go through. Um, oh, okay. Also, here's my uh, here's my fan fiction dream uh, part two. Uh, I want Ghost in, in Avengers four. And I want a scene with with Ghost and Korg, so Korg can run, try to kick her. She runs through the wall, and he says, "Piss off, Ghost." <laughs> oh God! Uh, how long did it take for you to think that up, sir? Just came to me, man. Ah, oh, good for you. Thank good you. Good for you, sir. Hey, uh, I just saw creativity. it last night, so I, I didn't have that much time to think it up. I, I, I love the crazy. Korg was such a cool character, man. Oh, and he will be back. I, I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Korg defeats Thanos and saves the world. That's going to be the That's going to be it. <laughs> I'd go for it. Yeah, hell it. yeah. That's always the least expected. In the comic books, Korg was not as strong as the Hulk, but he was he was right there. He was up there in the comics, so we shall see. 
so it makes me want to watch Ragnarok just to watch Korg. Yep. Cord. yep. Uh, other takeaways uh, I forgot Lawrence Fishburne was in this movie and I got excited when he when he came on screen oh yeah 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 and then you saw and they said his name Bill Bill Foster and I'm like Bill Foster Bill Foster Bill I know that name that's a Marvel character I know that name and I'm like oh my god I just read him the last year it's Goliath yeah I say yeah because I'm gonna act like I know what the hell you're talking about. But I read after I saw the movie that he was Goliath. I didn't know going in. Yeah, originally he was Black Goliath, and then and then they changed his name to Goliath. Then he became the uh, Giant Man, and he's he's gone through a few name changes over the years. But in the Civil War comics, he was the one and only uh, superhero casualty from the Civil War. Damn. Yeah, that uh, Thor's clone blew a hole through his chest uh, during that whole skirmish, and that's what made a bunch of guys change sides during the Civil War. So he's got some history in uh, in Marvel. Wow, very good. And then I also, and then basically in the comic books, I've actually read these books in the last year, so this is what made it really exciting for me was that in the comics, his nephew takes over as the uh, as the new Goliath, and he was in Damage Control after the World War Hulk uh, aftermath. And those books are hilarious. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, because he hates Tony Stark because of the death of his uncle. He has the powers uh, now. He figured out the, the equation. And uh, he's, he's trying to go by Black, uh, Black Goliath. And no one can get his name right. And it becomes like this big, long-running gag in the comics. And uh, finally, he's like, that's it. That's it. Just, just call me Bel- uh, Goliath. Because people are like, hey, Big Black, give us a hand. Hey, um, Big Black. <laughs> yeah, or uh, what did they call him? Hey, Big Brother, help me out. No one could get his name right. So finally, he's just like, just call me Goliath. It's funny. It's very funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> it seems like everybody hates Tony Stark in the comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not very well liked. Yeah. Hater's going to hate. Yeah, he kind of a dark character. I mean, a battle with alcoholism in the '80s, and then the whole Civil War thing that you know in the the 2000s, then becomes the uh, director of Shield for a while, uh, kicks the Hulk the Hulk out in outer space and causes a whole big war because of it. He's got uh, he's got a track record. He's a complicated man. He definitely is. But uh, moving on, Michael Douglas. Man, he is so funny. I wish he would do more comedies. Yeah. That that whole scene where he asked him, would you like a juice box <laughs> after the school? By the way, that, I think that is the biggest missing piece of comedic gold in that movie. Is that mm-hmm. when uh, Scott's three feet tall, why did they not give him the munchkin voice? Oh, change of the voice? Oh, yes. that would be hilarious. Oh, good point. Oh, man, that would have been so hilarious. Yeah, that, was, that was like the one thing I saw in the movie that as soon as he shrunk, I'm like, oh, they're going to change his voice, aren't they? They're going to change his voice. And they didn't. I'm like, oh, come on. That's, that's hanging right there. That's, that's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been really good. <clears throat> or if she would have called him the munchkin or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, Michael Douglas, uh, that to me, that's part of the charm of those movies. The fact, like, 
it do, it doesn't seem forced. The the comedy by the the uh, supporting characters and stuff like that. It's just it's lines that it's like if people get them, great, and if they don't, that's fine too. So I think that's one of the things I like about that. Mm-hmm. And I think Michael Douglas and Robert De Niro should do a comedy sometime soon. What? Because I think Robert De Niro is hilarious. Okay. Okay. I'd watch it. Yeah. Um, what else? Were there any other improvements or things that you saw? Um, not really. I mean, I just, like I said, I just thought it was a really solid movie. I, I, in, our, in our new review system, I would say go see it as soon as you can. Yeah, just because absolutely. I, I, it was lighthearted. It was, it, you didn't have to think. I mean, it was just a good flick, man. I mean, the stories were good. Like you said, the multiple storylines were good. I just, the the one guy that um, he was the guy trying to get the um, the lab Walter Coggins I believe is his name that dude plays a slime ball so well yeah uh, he does so like I I just dig it like their casting is like continuously out of the park man even Michelle Pfeiffer she showed up and I'm like good God you're getting old man but I was like that's cool it's Michelle Pfeiffer so I think this uh, is the first movie where I'm like wow. She's start, finally starting to look a little old. Right. Exactly. I felt the same way. Um, so, yeah, I just I just really enjoy it, man. And it just seems like, to me, uh, they've just got such a great formula with these movies. And, you know, I won't go into comparing it to the other sequels because, to your point, I think it's just better. You compare it to the first. Is it good? Does it continue the storyline? Do you want to see these characters again? That's, yes. that, that's to me. And I'm like, yes, 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 and yes. And especially the ex, the ex-con, uh, security agency. I was in the Disney store in the Fox Valley Mall last week and they had an ex-con security agency hat. And I was so tempted to buy this hat <laughs> just because I thought it was cool, man. That is cool. And those characters, well, the guy, when he was talking about, um, the Russian guy was talking about the, the, the witch or demon or whatever it is from Russia. Oh, uh, the Baba Yago. Yeah, that. Hilarious. And so it's a truth serum. It's not a truth serum. (laughs) Dude, it was just so good. And like I told you last week, that part where he gets shot and he goes in his little tirade like he does. Oh, man. Put the dishes on the. Who puts the plates on the top shelf? In the, <laughs> <laughs> the stuff we hold in to save our friendships. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was just, you know, it's classic. I, I I just liked it. It was such cool. a great continuation. So, so you know what happened when I got home from the movie? You watched the home run derby. Nope, I was so buzzed from the movie. I watched the first one b- before I fell asleep. Good for you, man. Yeah. Fire truck. Uh, no, good thing it's not the cops again. No, it's not the fuzz. Not this time. Uh, that's good though, man. Th- those movies, they such a rewatch factor. Those Marvel movies, so Big many time. of them. For, yeah, absolutely for me. Yeah. Good deal. So, uh, 
so we enjoyed it. Is there anything you disliked about the movie or you wish they would have done differently? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm so happy with the film. I, I enjoyed it a, a ton. I can't wait to see it a second time. Uh, I, you know, I've always got my fan checklist that I could go through, but, um, you know, it's kind of weird. Like I could say, I want this and that and this and that, but I'm happy with the movie as is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, you can make little changes. Like to me, I like the lost character, not a huge fan of the actress. It's not, but that's just personal preference. So it's not one of those things where it's like makes or breaks the movie for me. Um, yeah, like for, for me, it's like they, they introduced Bill Foster, but we didn't get Goliath. So that was kind of a downer for me. Um, right. A, a very minor one. The roommates weren't really directly involved in the caper this time, which it would have been cool if, if they were more like the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I will say in, um, you know, <laughs> this shrinking room thing or the shrinking building thing that they were carrying around with them, the thing that bothered yeah. me the most about the shrinking building was that wall with that giant Radio Shack knob on it. Oh, I'm, like, yeah. what is, I'm like, what is that all about? It seemed like some set designers like, oh yeah, big and small, big and small. I'll put a big knob on the wall and I'll put it in front of this computer screen that's like the entire wall because the computer's so complex they can't plug it into a regular monitor. I agree. <laughs> that was kind of weird. I, I, Where's the electricity for this thing go? Uh, don't ask. <laughs> yeah, let that exactly. slide. <laughs> they had generators. Yeah, they had generators. Okay. By the way, that Hot Wheel thing, that was great, man. I had one just like that as a kid. <laughs> I remember seeing them and just like, when he pulled that out and picked the vehicle, I was like, that is so awesome. Yeah. Some director so, that uh, pulled that out of his childhood, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. We, so, we both agree. Awesome movie. Awesome yes. movie. Go out and check it out. Twice right. if you feel desire. What's that? I said twice if you feel desire. I may. So, moving on. Uh, let's see what we got. So Comcast's uh, $65 billion offer for uh, Fox has been beat. Yep. And Comcast has withdrew from it. They said they will not make any more offers. Yep. So Disney looks like they might buy Fox for $71.3 billion. So the next thing we're going to hear on that is there's going to be a vote July 27th from the stockholders. And if that the vote passes, they're going to move forward. Yep, and then it'll go in front of the, just the F, I don't think it goes in front of the FCC, but it'll go in front of the government. No, it already, it's already been approved. Oh, it's already been approved by the government? Yeah, that was approved a month or two ago. That, that that's oh, why really? when Yeah, that's why when, when Comcast uh, submitted their offer, they're like, eh, we already got appro approval for uh, Disney to buy us, so that's why they weren't so hot about it. I thought it still had to go in front of regulators and Disney had to make sure that they were doing, they had to prove that they were going to sell off portions of, of Fox um, as part of the agreement. So, but if it's already been approved. Yeah, the, 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 they already went through the whole process and that's it's, it wasn't uh, completed and approved. Excellent. Well, I, I look, 
at this point, if that's who's going to buy it, let's get to the damn thing done. Let's, uh, let's move on and, uh, get some, uh, some Fox superhero characters into the MCU. Yes. I mean, at this point, I'm thinking what 2020 is probably the soonest, unless it's cameos. Yeah, I, I have no idea how long that. I, it, it, I've heard the term years for this deal to get completed. So who knows? Yeah, but I tell you what, man. You tell Kevin Feige, hey, man, now you got the rights to to the X Men and the Fantastic Four and everything like that. He's probably you know licking his chops and was like, all right. We got we got some stuff. And you know what? One of the things that I look forward to is I look forward to seeing some of those characters on the small screen because, um, you know, I think there's a lot of supporting characters that were in maybe some of those Marvel movies that would do a really good job uh, on the small screen as well. Yeah, you got a point. So. Yeah, so we shall see. Yeah, and so, now that if they have Fox, yeah, that, that's a that's an easier pipeline for them, isn't it? Yeah, and now we know, right? Avengers Seven or whatever the hell it's going to be, the Ultimate Bad Guy instead of Thanos. We now know who it's going to be. Who's that? The World Eater. What's his name? Oh, Galactus. Uh, Galactus. Yeah, got to be right. Hmm. Yeah, it could. The next ten years will add up to to Galactus. Because they'll have the rights for him, so yeah, they could definitely use them. Well, hmm. maybe they go the route we talked about, and you know, maybe Doctor Doom is just such a badass that they make it so that they have to battle him. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna, you know, and you look at at uh, the top Marvel villains of all time. Um, a lot of them are all uh, mutants, and getting those mutant villains in uh, in the universe is a, is a big help. Uh, to the MCU, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. You worry though that they may get lazy uh, with the billions of dollars they're making, and and, and how snippy the uh, the comic movie committee uh, community is. Yeah, I mean, I just like I know they do such a great job, but they were kind of forced to, right? In regards to to these characters, they didn't have the the big you know, the big sellers for a really long time. So they, they had to put in a lot of effort. So I just hope they continue putting in that effort because I enjoy those movies a lot. But they are the big sellers now. Right, and I know, but sometimes, though, the big sellers, they rest on their laurels and then they just start pushing stuff out because they're like, hey, we're going to make $100 million, $200 million, a billion dollars, regardless of what we do. And then, you know, you end up with a few junk movies and the next thing we know, we're talking about Avengers 6, like Justice League. Yeah, you got a point. I mean, you, you definitely need leadership and vision and to keep uh, tight reins on things. So, so far they've been doing it. Can Feige do it forever? No. So, yeah. With, with, we shall see, right? Yeah, and, and you got to imagine, I hope this isn't the case because it's a, it's a damn good gig that he's got. you got to imagine, though, at some point that maybe Feige says, okay, I'm done with this. What, what else can I go do? Because I did this. And hopefully that's not for another 10, 20 years because he's a younger guy and he could, dude, he could cash this thing in essentially until he's done working. 
uh, in some capacity. So I hope that's not the case, but based on previous history, a lot of people, they're like, okay, I've done enough superhero stuff. I want to go do something else now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, I, I gotta think it's not an easy job to be honest. I I'm thinking he's like 60, 70, 80 hours a week, every week from kind of what I've heard. You think so? It, uh, coordinating that many people, that many projects at once, uh, keeping a helm on the writer's room, uh, doing the interviews and the comic cons and, and all that. I got, I would think he'd be moving quite a bit. Yeah. You got a good point. Um, and, and he's not a boss. He's an employee. So I think he's really gotta be, gotta be moving. Yeah, but he is the, what is, what is he? The chief creative officer for Marvel studios. Yeah. Which means he can be fired. Well, anybody can be fired, man. man no. In today's world, stockholders can fire presidents. Yeah. Good point. Um, I'm saying he's not even at the very top of the food chain there. There's several levels above him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Which means, which in my mind means he's working. I just hope that Disney just doesn't come to him and say, Hey, we want you to fix the star Wars. Like, I, I hope that they're just like, leave him be in Marvel and let him just do his thing. And they don't look at other things and say, well, maybe we should get Kevin to look at this. What would Kevin do? <laughs> so, uh, I, I just hope that doesn't happen. Do you know where Kevin comes from? Are we still talking about Kevin Feige? Yeah. Uh, didn't he work for like I, I'm wanting to say Pixar but I don't think that's it he worked for a, a, a different movie studio he like started out on the ground level didn't he he was an assistant to somebody who was a big deal he, he was like okay. an executive assistant to an executive producer mm. and, and and he was an, an executive assistant to a Kathleen Kennedy type and um, so I, so it might be that uh, if they um, you know, want someone to so-called fix Star Wars, they would grab one of Kevin's guys. Like he's grooming someone for, for a job like that. Oh, uh, that now that would be good. That would be good instead of going straight after him, going to maybe somebody that, that he's grooming. I would, like to me, man, look, they already got John Favreau working on this uh, Star Wars TV show and stuff. Fucking lock that dude up, man. Because he, he gets the fans he does fan service. He, he, you know, he grew up in the era. He appreciates it. Uh, I, I'd be like, here, man. And a heck of a director and a writer. Yeah, exactly. I, I would be like, hey, man. But then again, I mean, let's see what he does with that stuff. He's, hopefully they go forward with the, the stuff that he was going to do. Um, and... You know, hopefully, maybe it turns into something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He was the assistant for Lauren Schuler Donner. Mm, that sounds like reindeer. Reindeer? Yeah, isn't Donner a reindeer? <laughs> Again, dumb jokes are my domain. <laughs> She's been the executive producer on all the X-Men movies. Uh, well, mm, the first couple. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that it, it kind of shows how he spun off. 
you know, he, he's yeah. her assistant and then moves on and becomes the man. And then, you know, maybe he'll spawn off an assistant like she did. You know, that's a good point. I, I do remember that now because I was listening to that interview with him and he was talking about them filming uh, the first X-Men movie and how they were trying to break new ground. And then the second movie, they needed to, to up the ante. And I think, though, that he was gone from there by the time the last band came. But that could be. Could be. So. But, uh, so. Yeah, I mean, let that dude keep making the movies. Don't mess with him. Yep. Speaking of uh, all things Marvel, like we've been talking for the last few minutes. Uh, Infinity War comes out on digital on July 31st and then out on DVD and Blu-ray on August 14th. I will definitely be watching that a few times when that comes out. Yes, I can't wait to see it again. I, I pre-ordered my Infinity War from Target. Do you want to know why? It's got a special cover? It comes with a red all-chrome Iron Man Funko Pop figure. Oh, very nice. Yes, looks awesome. Only and 10 yeah. minutes of uh, extended scenes and deleted scenes, though. Yeah, so somebody lied to us. Or they're going to re-release it later on. You know, every single one of these movies I've been hearing about now has hours of unreleased footage that we have not seen. Black Panther, we heard that for. Thor Ragnarok, yeah. we had that for. There, There is like days worth of footage just sitting someplace that has not been released yet. So what do you think they ultimately do with it? Mm, store it in a vault, I guess. Mm, documentaries later on. 20-year anniversary, 25-year anniversary. Kind of spin it off like, like they did with the, all the Star Wars uh, anniversaries. Yeah. Never before seen footage of Thanos picking up green booger and flipping it at Gamora. Yep, exactly. Huh. I'm down for it, man. They get all my damn money. Yeah, absolutely. So the Marvel movies and the Avengers, um, not only are they a big hit here, but they're also a big hit overseas and in China. Real big hit in China. Now, Chinese culture, a little bit different than ours. They, they're they a little off compared to the way we do things. And it's very you common for them to give things they off? love. I said off, yeah. Okay. It's very common for them to give things that they really enjoy strange nicknames. Okay. So, so I saw this list a few year, or a few months ago of all the interesting nicknames they've given to the Marvel characters over the years. And these are commonly used in China. Okay. You want to you hear the list? Let's hear the list. Do you want to hear me butcher uh, Chinese pronunciations? Absolutely, I do. All right, here we go. Captain America. Over in China, they call him Dene Duzong, which translates to Captain Big Breasts. <laughs> Sometimes they call him just Big Breasts. Big Breasts? Breasts. Like boobs? Yes. Yeah, I thought you said Big Breasts. At nope. first, now it's even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> the translation I actually have is a cruder version of the word breasts. Uh, I want to save your virgin ears, though. I appreciate that. This is a family-esque show. Not <laughs> really. really. 
Not really. All right. Spider-Man is Ziao Chong, which is Ziao little Chong. which is little bug. Little bug. Little bug. That's cute. The Hulk. Bug. The Hulk is Lupang, which is green fatty. <laughs> On a related note, they call the North Korean leader Kim Jong Un King. I'm sorry, Kim Fatty the Third. <laughs> like I said, these are openly used nicknames. Not something we really do over here. Okay, very good. To, to this extent. Okay. Thor is Chewy Gay. Or Chewy I think gay? It's, or Chewy Gee. Okay. Which is, which is uh, Brother Hammer. Brother Hammer. Mm-hmm. Iron Man is Tai Guan, which is Iron Can. Iron Can? Yes. Like, probably not talking about his butt. Probably talking about, like, his suit. I would yes. imagine, right? Okay. Yeah. Continue. Uh, Black Widow is Guaji, which is Sister Widow. Okay. Not bad. Hawkeye is Feijiu, which translates to Fat Birdie. Fat what? Fat Birdie. Fat Birdie. Hawks aren't fat, though. Are they? Well, I think that, but they think Hawkeye is fat. Oh, I never thought that. Okay. I thought it would translate into nobody cares about this character. And last but not least, the Avengers translates to Fulian, which stand, which uh, translates to Woman's Federation. Woman's Federation. Yes. Oh hell no! I'm getting on a plane to China right now. There's actually there's actually a very very long description for this. By the way, yeah. not to say that there's anything wrong with any women's federation whatsoever. <laughs> Don't look at it that way. Go ahead. Sorry. But uh, the full name of the Avengers in China is Fuchuo Zi Lianmeng, which means uh, Avengers Federation. It's just the shorthand of that looks exactly like the word woman in Chinese. So that's where that came from. Hmm. Okay. I, I think that's interesting. Like, honestly, I do. Green fatty. That's hilarious to me, man. That, that is so funny. Yeah. Uh, that's my that so that's my cheap knockoff hawk hawk con costume for Halloween. I'm just gonna go with green <laughs> green fatty. You know, I'm I'm a <laughs> uh, huge fan of the Trailer Park Boys on Netflix, and one of the characters, Bubbles, he has an uh, a couple alter egos, and one of them is a wrestler named the Green Bastard. The Green Bastard. Okay. Yes. He never knew his father. <laughs> <laughs> that's great man cool sir good conversation man yeah thank you you too all right sir i will talk to you later on talk to you later all right bye bye thanks for listening to the show we have no idea what we'll talk about next time but i'm sure we'll have a good time doing it our email address is the commute home at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you Until next time, drive safe, everybody.